summer is over. Wake me up when September ends. Wait, was that the same song? Yeah. Oh. I think there's no words in between there. Uh, Although, my uh, memorization of Green Day songs, particularly one of their most hated songs, is not very good. My memorization of Green Day songs stopped at Dookie. Oh, no. Wait, what was the album after that? Nim- uh, not Nimrod. Nimrod. No. Oh, wait. Nimrod was the one after that. The, the one, one with like the- Brain Stew. Yeah. Bam out. Bat out. Bat out. Oh, wait. Isn't that the Godzilla song? Bat out. Bat out. It was on the Godzilla soundtrack. And then there's like the Godzilla. They had the Godzilla remix where Godzilla uh, Brain Stew featuring Godzilla. Nice. This is our best open ever. It is. So if you're still here, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which I doubt. Hey, Internet. (laughs) Welcome to episode 59 of Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why you're dumb for caring. I'm Derek Bolin. I'm Dale DeRuder. And we are uh, your resident podcast hosts and Godzilla movie soundtrack experts. And we are also the official judges of what you should and shouldn't be mad about on the Internet because we're the most... Bad out. Intellectualized. Bad out. People. Bad out. About this. Bad out. Particular. Bad out. Bad out. <laughs> Bad out. It's another late night recording sesh, so we're going to be a little loopy probably. Yeah. Plus, we hit the gym. Got all yeah. swole. So, we hit the gym. Together. We got tired. We swam. Now we're fucking. I was going to leave the swimming part out. That never sounds. Why? Because there's no cool way to be like. We went to the community swimming pool, <laughs> did some laps. Yeah. Well, cool. I just I just want people to know that on this sexy late night episode of Outrage Factory, it's past 10 p.m. We're fucking swole. So to make Sitting up for us jacked. being tired from working out and swimming, we're drinking energy drinks so that we're tired and silly. <laughs> yeah, just energetic, but our brains are functioning yeah. at like 40%. Because it's like, be. we're 40 years old and we still haven't realized Every that. time you say that, I feel the need. We're still on this, this side of 40. Should I just say 38 and a half? Because that's right in the just, half. No, just say, just say we're in our 30s, which okay. is technically still true. So we're lying. So now that we're still old. Okay, my I'm gonna point add, is. I'm going to add all this. No, I'm going to add it everything between. Now that we're and in our <laughs> 30s, which is what you're about to say. Okay. Now that we're still in our 30s, Good. technically. Don't, you don't need to fuck you figure, you're bad at this. No, my point say. is that we're old as shit and we still haven't realized that energy drinks don't just make you more awake and not tired. They just make you tired and dumb and loopy. They're also, uh, apparently, so I, I met a guy, I, I work for a company that makes oh, software. Oh, you met a guy? <laughs> you met a guy. Ladies. Hey. Derek met a guy. How's that single life going? <laughs> you met a guy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I work for a company that makes software for lawyers, and as a byproduct of that, I meet a lot of lawyers, and uh, at our I meet a lot of lawyers. Up, <laughs> at our conference, <laughs> we have a conference for lawyers, and at one <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to just We have a conference <laughs> Ladies Derek has conferences 
at one of these conferences, I met a guy, mm-hmm. and he saw me drinking a monster, because yeah. I drink them. It's probably the most shameful thing about me, now that I think about it, that, like, I'm uh, in my 30s, yeah. and I still drink energy beverages with, like, I drink it pretty regularly, mm-hmm. but... Uh, the the dude was basically like, "Hey, I I worked at a law firm that um, that uh, handled a lot of the. Uh, it was a, one of the lawsuits against one of the big energy drink manufacturers, and he mm-hmm. was like, some of the documents I saw like as part of that case and like the medical files they gave us. He was like, if you saw that, you would not let me believe me when I tell you nobody should be drinking that shit. It is actually a risk to your health. Did you go like this? You want to watch me smoke and tell me how bad for me that <laughs> yeah, is too? Yeah, yeah, Jerk. Thanks, buddy. Do I seem like a person who cares a lot about his <laughs> physical well-being? You should have been Look like, I'm still in my 30s. My life is over halfway over. That's the... Over halfway over. That was awkward. Yeah. Okay, my life is more than halfway complete. You only had to change one of the overs, but you did it both, yeah. and it still came um, out sounding awkward. Wait, do you think we'll live to 80? Late night outrage factory. You're welcome. I feel like 70 is, like, I, I feel like, Middle age is behind. Like, I probably hit that when I was 35. I think 70 is probably a good age to die at, personally. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't really think by that point I will have led a full life. I don't think what, I don't know what happens post 70. But yeah, after like, like great grandkids? Sure. Is that Snow is what, five now? He's, yeah, so he's five. So in like 15 to 20 years, or 15 to 25 years, you'll see him have a kid. So you'll be Man. a grandparent in like could even be 30, 30 years. I waited till in your I was early sixties. You'll be a grandparent. Thirty three. So what's thirty three years from now? I will 28 be twenty eight for him. What? Because he'll be thirty three in twenty eight years. Right. Twenty eight years from now, Did I you will see be that fucking 66, math? which is perfect. I will get four years with my great grandchild. Uh, and then I can, can kick more, it. It's about when they stop being cute anyway. Yeah, like really, I look at Noah, and this is definitely the yeah. tail end of that. Little fucker. Yeah, now he's starting to get a mouth, starting to make jokes. So, uh... Speaking of people who aren't cute anymore, Instagram influencers. Oh. Hey, did you see this news? Yeah. Okay, so... What happened? Okay, so those of you who I don't know how you'd not know what an influencer is, but if you don't know what an influencer is, it's a person on social media who has amassed a pretty sizable amount of followers. So companies approach them and they're like, hey, do you want to? It's pretty much like product placement on social media, is the easiest way to describe it. So this girl who's an influencer. Was approached by, was it Johnson & Johnson? Yeah, makers of... Listerine, uh, some new mouthwash that is teeth whitening. So she posted a picture of herself on her bed with heart balloons and some tortilla wraps that were supposed to be crepes and some uh, strawberries. And then there was Listerine 
on the nightstand in the background. And then what was there was like some cheesy like it's just it looks very awkward. And this is like obviously a very staged photograph, which like whatever. It's fucking Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah. So it has this this picture, which is obviously isn't real. Anybody. And she hashtagged uh, Listerine's uh, call phrase for is like be bold or something. Because the Listerine brand of stuff is like Boulder Brightening. I actually just read this, so I can't even say I didn't research it. And that's why I don't know what it's called. It's just that I forgot. So anyways, she posts this. And apparently a couple idiots who don't really understand what Instagram is got all offended because it didn't really seem authentic. And one guy tweeted, the fuck that's your regular morning. Nobody wakes up like that. This is social media lying to us. And it's like, bro, what the fuck? It's social media. It's always been lying to you. That dude is definitely a boomer. Like, even without looking at his profile, I can be like, that guy is between 50 and 60 years old because those (laughs) are the only people left in the world who look at someone's social media profile and they're like, oh, this is authentic. This is their authentic (laughs) life. Like... You're a fucking moron if you believe that. Oh, and he's all upset because it's trying to make him feel inadequate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just prove to everybody on the internet that you're actually inadequate through your own tweets or your own Instagram posts because you're so angry about an innocuous influencer posting a picture of mouthwash, which isn't really a product you should be upset about. Like, I mean... If anything, this is a rarity on Instagram because it's wholesome. Like, she's wearing two-piece pajamas that are long-sleeve top and long-sleeve bottom that cover everything. There's no button sight. There's no, like, annoying hashtag except for the Be Bold one, which was the Listerine thing. So I don't even understand how you could be mad at this Instagram post because, I mean, maybe get mad at it because it's soups bland, bro it's uh what soups bland soup soups short for super remember that was lead speak like five years ago i don't understand what you're saying i too as a boomer who thinks that social (laughs) media is authentic (laughs) uh i just i so there's this this whole new uh industry that has sprung up due to the proliferation of social media where people with large followings now get paid money by companies yeah. to advertise their products. And, like, the the best ways, speaking of, uh, if you're looking for a podcast with listeners well into the hundreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we well into the hundreds now? Well into the hundreds. Holy shit! Who have uh, an authentic way of delivering yeah, I th- like your that. messages. I like that. We, we would be happy to take money from you to talk about your product. Uh, for example, here I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an example here. Uh, before Dale and I record this podcast every day, I like to drink at least one liter of Listerine teeth whitening mouthwash to give me that effervescent personality and sparkling white smile uh, that all podcasters need. I drink it though. I swallow it. You're I swallow the whole thing. Supposed I drink, to drink it. it. Drink it all. If you're talking about chug, chug yourself a bottle. Monster energy drink causing harm chug to your body. Chug yourself a bottle of Listerine. I think chugging Listerine, although bring out the bold. Technically, 
that would make you not sober anymore. Because if you drank Listerine, you'd get drunk. Because the alcohol content is in the 15s? That's, yeah, actually, so, because I know people do drink. Are you Googling it? I'm Googling it. Join us this week for Derek and Dale Google Things, where we uh, learn stuff. I could not have spelled Listerine more wrong. (laughs) Listerine. (laughs) It was the autocorrect. Uh, 26.9. Holy shit. Bro. That's like, that's that's almost like like vodka. That's like 151. Yeah, vodka's. Vodka's 40%. Yeah. Hard spirits, hard spirits <laughs> are 41, like Derek said. <laughs> Derek just about Whoa, did a spit take with my monster. <laughs> Bring out the bold with 26.9% pure teeth whitening alcohol. Yeah. Um, so there's this whole industry now where people, companies throw money at people with large social followings to promote their products. And sometimes it works really well. Like when you have an industry... Or you have a company that recognizes a person and you're like, this person, like, this is our target consumer. Yeah. Uh, this person obviously uses our product and they could talk about our product in a non-bullshit way. Yeah. That that works. What, what happened here was Listerine, uh, whoever is in your influencer marketing department has shit for brains and is an idiot. Uh, just found someone with 44,000 Instagram followers who happens to be a 24-year-old white girl. And Is was, she only 24? She's only 24. I don't want to judge her on her appearance, but she looks older than 24. Maybe she's – I could actually be wrong here. I was thinking 40s. I think I read that she's 24. For a 40-year-old woman would have made more sense because 40-year-old women care about having white teeth. That's what 24 I thought. 24-year-old. Like the way she's – like her two-piece ensemble – for sleeping and all the heart balloons and uh, the decor of her bedroom and her pillow that says dream would suit a 40-year-old woman. Yes. Well. No offense, 40-year-old women. <laughs> Derek might be looking to date one of you soon. So Jesus Christ, please, all of my opinions about what a 40-year-old yeah, woman Yeah, I guess would uh, my bed. role now is to defend 40-year-old women. So how, no. how dare you, sir? Yeah. How dare you? Wow, Derek, you're such a good guy for I am, 40 year I will women. always white knight 40-year-old women. <laughs> hey, if there's a group of women that needs white knighting, Jesus. it's 40-year-old women. Stop. You're making Wait. me work double time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. No, I'm saying because the idiots who are online right now oh. don't white knight that age group. They only and white why knight the they younger do that? age group. Dale? Because the people who do a lot of white knighting are young, thirsty dudes who aren't interested in women over 40. Who wouldn't be thirsty for a for a tasty, tasty 40-year-old woman? Me. Can we get back to the job? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Wait, apparently. Do we have any 40-year-old listeners? Uh, no. I would, I would assume that anyone over the age of, like, 30 is probably Wait, way too like mature to listen to us. My mom doesn't <laughs> listen to this fucking podcast. She used to. Oh, yeah, just so she could say she did a couple times. Like, she supported her son. It's like, I'll go... So, my youngest brother, Jared, uh, who I also don't think listens to the podcast, has... We're gonna find out. ...has <laughs> bands uh, that are frequently awful. And yeah. whenever he's in a new band, I will go to exactly one of their shows. Yeah. So, I can say, hey, I supported your band. Yeah. And then I never have to go again. 
That's and true. here's what we're going to do. We're going to leave this in the episode. Yeah. Nobody tell Jared that we talked about it. And if he comes after me and calls me a fucker and explains why, uh, we will know he listens to the podcast. In which case, sorry, Jared, your bands are very good. Uh, but if he doesn't, mm-hmm. then Jared, your bands are shitty. <laughs> and you're a dickhead for not listening to my podcast. See, my brother, my older brother actually listens to the podcast. So I can't really make fun of him because... One, he listens when he says he listens to the point of a fault where he keeps pointing out all the stuff we uh, did wrong, which I don't appreciate because there's too much of it. Yeah, like really. And I do appreciate the level of engagement we have from people who want to tell us how fucking wrong we are about everything because there's there's lots of people who want to tell us that. And there's lots of things we're really wrong about all the time. Uh, But like really at this point. We're not going to, like, we're in our 30s. Yeah, the snowball's, like, halfway down the hill. We're in episode we're not, 59. It's not like we're going to we're gonna suddenly be like, you know, this should be a well-researched, thoughtful yeah. podcast. Well, I did well-research we research well the one episode, well, two episodes so far, and they're both political, and then I just kind of tripped over my own words, and they weren't that funny, and they were about politics. And yeah, and you read a Wikipedia article for fucking 40 minutes about yeah. Mark Otter. That was our easily our worst episode. Probably. But I think also I'm our most listened to de- episode. But I'm not going to defend that, because if I defend that, then it makes it seem like I should do more research. But if I agree with you and say, yeah, the Omar Cotter episode was terrible, because I was just reading facts off a sheet then that means I don't have to research anymore. True. Terrible. Awful. Can we get back to this? So Instagram influencers, uh, this is a thing everyone knows that they've even gone so far. I think at some point people got all fucking bent out of shape that P- that Instagram influencers were marketing products uh, stealthily without outright saying it. So whatever the like regulatory body of Instagram is decided that if there were uh, it sponsored posts paid for by uh, Mark marketing company. Yeah. Like if there were marketing like influencer marketing posts now had to be they had to be clearly designated as such. So you'll see like even in this episode, she's like this ad paid for you by Listerine or something. Yeah. And uh, I think anybody I think in a post Tom Hanks big world, this argument doesn't hold water because that's pretty much. When product placement started in movies with cans of Pepsi being in the movie and ever since then, it's just been like, oh, yeah, they put products in movies. So we buy them all the time. Yeah, we're okay with that. And nobody like loses their shit. But as soon as like, what, 30 years later, 40 years later, somebody on social media puts like starts doing it. They're like, wait, now you're lying to us. It's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, people are just morons in general. Like, yeah. I will say, even as a guy with 800 Instagram followers, no influence at all what on the Instagram. Fuck? You got 800 Instagram followers? Oh, let me check. This uh, is Derek bragging, by the way. 899 followers. Oh, almost at 900. Hey, who wants to be my 900th Instagram follower? Following me at Instagram.com slash Deek. That's Deek with three E's. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. G- give me a look. But yeah, even like. My account, which is just basically me posting to my friends. Hey, who wants to be my 289th follower? Get Hop on that. <laughs> Let's see if we can get Dale up to 300. Uh, my my account, which people do not pay me money for, my, my account is like 
very, it's not carefully curated. It's just like, I'll never like, I'll post a picture of the one really nice fucking meal I make and not like the 20 times a week I'm eating like craft dinner out yeah. of the pot. Like yeah. that's not true. <laughs> that's an exaggeration. Yeah. But, um, you know, nobody on Instagram is fucking authentic at all. Least of all people who are making money on it. Well, I, th- I would say that no. I don't post every single flower I take a picture of, but no. I do. I take, I post like 500 pictures of flowers and leaves. You, you post the best ones though. You don't post every fucking leaf. Oh you yeah, see. exactly. Yeah. So if you went by just my Instagram, you'd be like, wow, that guy's really good at taking pictures of photo or of flowers. Taking pictures of photos. Yeah. I love I love your photo pictures, Dan. Thank you, Derek. Uh, it really means a lot as one of my 288 followers. Yeah. At Super Dalebot. <laughs> or no, wait, this is just at Dalebot. I think at, just at Dalebot. That's probably why I don't have very many followers because I've been telling everybody to go follow someone else. I bet at Super Dalebot has tons of followers oh, dude, on there. It's probably a Check superior version of myself. A super version. You're an idiot. No, um, Social media is not a place for people to be authentic and show their entire lives. That's never what it was intended to do. So stop assuming that that's what people are doing. And if you feel shitty about people's lives that you see on social media because they're better than yours, how many followers does Superdale buy? There is no Superdale bot. Mind blown. You've been directing people to just like a dark hole of the internet. And then they're like, wait, is this the dark web? There's nothing here. And then they just leave. I've I could be an influencer right now if I didn't send people on a wild goose chase. Sorry, anyways, you were mid sentence. Oh, I was just going on a rant about how yeah, social like if if you like the dumb idiot who tweeted what did he tweet? Uh, I already mentioned this by the way, so I know we got to go back. Fuck off. This is anybody's normal morning. Instagram is a ridiculous lie factory made to make us all feel inadequate. Yes. Good for you. It only took you eight years and you figured it out. That's exactly what it is. Is that how old Instagram is? Eight years? Or is it older? Twitter's like nine, right? And Facebook is 11. So Instagram. Well, anyways, it only took him. Well, I guess even Facebook, like, or even MySpace. When did social media start? Was that like fucking ICQ and shit? No, that was those were chat. I wouldn't count okay. those as social media. I would count social media as like MySpace was probably the first or like uh, Friendster. Friendster was a good one. Yeah, was that the first one? Teen Matchmaker. That was more of a dating site. Yeah, but, that was uh, supposed to know. be a dating site. Okay, so anyways, it's been well over fifteen years that we've had social media, and to come to this conclusion now to be upset about it is ridiculous. And dumb, and you should be one of those people who brags about how they went off social media for a week. Why are you looking at me? I'm not. I'm just saying that because it came up. Why were you looking at me when you said that? Because you did that to, like for two weeks. But you didn't really brag about it. You weren't like, oh. I bragged oh. about it tons. I talked about it on the podcast okay. like repeatedly. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that was like one, one of the first people who did it, so it didn't annoy me. But now... It just seems like every other week someone's like, I'm taking a week off social media because it's wrongly affecting my life. That's how they say it, too. With like six eyes. My life. Uh, I think the, the, the logical progression of that now is that like 
everyone's full of shit on social media all the time. Everyone yeah. really wants to put their best life on social media all the time. And people, as a result of that, feel compelled. Uh, and it's a major motivation for this podcast where we see people really compelled to show how good of people they are by getting mad about things that they feel like they should be getting mad about online. And that's just all part of the social media culture, man. Yeah, it's virtue signaling. You want to signal to other people, be like, hey, I'm a good person because this made me mad. That means my moral values are against falsities, which are probably untrue. I mean, if I was had any ambition I would dig into this guy who was so fucking butthurt by this post that made him feel inadequate to show how he was already inadequate so yeah we're done with this I don't, can we just say that like of course because people are sane and normal uh, the, the outcome of this was this 24 year old Instagram influencer who just posted a fucking ad for Listerine yeah uh, getting uh, death and rape threats, which is a normal normal reaction to fucking anything. God, I hate I hate people. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Why, like, why? Why does it immediately have to escalate to death and rape threats? Why can't we just be like, like yeah, we can it's mock just, her? It's like it's funny because my girlfriend s- says I'm an old man because I'm like, you shouldn't be doing this, kids. You should. Tell girls you're going to kill them because they made posts that you don't like. That's just wrong because I don't want to be a white knight. I don't want to be the old guy. I just want to be the normal guy who doesn't threaten the lives of a girl because she did something completely obvious that's been done for 15 years. By many, many people. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, sexism isn't real and the wage gap is a myth. And I'm sure dudes deal with death and rape threats for being Instagram influencers all the time. Probably not. Right? I mean, I imagine some guys get no. I don't death think any threats. guys get death threats. Well, mostly it's it's just thirsty dudes who can't get laid who do all the death threats. Like, I mean, like this is where we keep going back to all these dudes that just like can't get laid, and it's like they're just freaking out, and the train's going worse, so they're like making it harder for themselves to get laid and they can't see it and it just gets away from them. And then they're like on Instagram at like three in the morning looking at a girl who makes Listerine commercials and threatening to kill her. And it's like, that's where your life is now. I feel like Jordan Peterson's solution to that, which was to, you know, basically enslave young women and force them to have sex with all the men. That's not what Jordan he Peterson might, Oh, that's 100% what Jordan no, Peterson said. That is no, 100% it's not. what Jordan... That is not what he said. He was... He was all, like, being the weird uncle who's all like, you guys should be, take action for your... Or take responsibility for actions and be better people and clean your room. His whole thing was like... No, Jordan start Peterson by cleaning your said room. in an interview was that because all these men are doing awful shit as a result of their involuntary celibacy. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson believes enforced monogamy will stop men committing violent crimes. Basically, he was saying that, like, uh, there should be arranged marriages where every guy is guaranteed a woman and you're just paired off. Definitely worked throughout the whole Middle East. I know. Look at it. There's no violence there. And they have arranged marriages and enforced monogamy. You know where else that worked? And Mormon colonies and polygamy colonies where, like, child brides are forced to marry older men. There's no crime. There's no, like, 
violence or misogyny there. Good solution. Sorry. I didn't see that thing from Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I know. Apparently, I know your your boy Jordan Peterson. I was Dale's a big Jordan Peterson fan. I by the way. was <laughs> a Jordan Peterson fan, but apparently the last time I checked in was when he was exactly halfway down the crazy slope, and I was like, "Yeah, Jordan Peterson." This was like six months ago. He's like, fully. He's fully. I was like, "Yeah, now. Jordan Peterson." He's, he's, he made some good points. Guys should clean their room. They should be like better people. And then I keep hearing all this shit. Wait, you like Jordan Peterson? That guy's a fucking knob. And I'm like, no. And then Derek pulls it up on Google. He's like, see, he's a total knob. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He is a total knob. I should never have defended this man. We should just make this a regular segment where uh, every episode we spend Couple minutes explaining to Dale why Jordan <laughs> Peterson is a total fucking no. Okay, but he uses big words so people think he's smart. I want maybe if we took like some of the stuff Jordan no. Peterson said six months to a year ago and put someone else's name on it who's not a complete misogynist crazy person and then kind of watered it down and made it less crazy, it could make a little bit of sense. Yeah, maybe if we took some of the stuff Hitler said in 1932 before he, uh... Always Hitler. had some, had some, he had some good ideas. Hey, he liked cleanliness too. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back. (laughs) And I'm gonna be crying about my fallen hero. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm wincing from that. Uh, we will discuss, uh, a bunch of celebrity news. Everyone's favorite topics. Yeah. Celebrities. (laughs) We'll be right back. We're back. We're back. Oh, <laughs> sniped. And guess what else? Louis C.K. is back. Well, uh, uh, for those of you uh, who don't uh, listen to our podcast ever or uh, read news or go on the Internet, uh, comedian Louis C.K., who uh, a mere nine months ago was uh, basically exposed as having exposed. Because that's what he did. Basically, he... um, He got me too ...was a serial uh, sexual harasser of women. uh, He would make them watch him masturbate. Yes. uh, Is what it was. He wouldn't touch them. But he, it was said that he would like lock them in a room with him, Weird. and he would not okay force women below him on the power structure to watch most him women in off. comedy. Uh, would yes, would would sit there uh, in a locked room with Louis C.K. while he masturbated in front of them. Uh, and this this was especially hard for me because. Louis C.K. was my favorite comedian for Chewed Up and Hilarious. He had these specials that even now, well, they're kind of tarnished by his. They're definitely talking. tarnished. But anyways, he's he he went and did a stand-up show in um, New York at, at the, the Comedy, Comedy Cellar. Cellar, which was one of his frequent flyer places. And like legendary, le- legendary comedy club in New York. And you know what? I'm going to say... Nine months? Long enough? No. He, well, it's like, say he got convicted of these crimes. 
what would have happened? He would have gone to jail and he'd already be out. He would have had to pay a huge fine, which would be like that movie he made. He had a movie in the can. I, I love you, daddy. To, yeah. Ready to be released. Fucking gone forever now. He spent all this time and money in producing it. And now it's gone. Uh, when I say he was my favorite comedian, he didn't stop being my favorite comedian because of this Me Too thing. He stopped being my favorite comedian right before that because he released this piece of shit show called Horace and Pete, and he was also involved in Baskets, which is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Wait, which one's Baskets? It's the one with Jack... Zach, Zach Galifianakis. I heard that was really good, actually. Yeah, from a fucking asshole who wants you to watch <laughs> terrible TV. I was like, hey... I like Jack Galifianakis. I love Louis C.K. This was after Horace and Pete, and I was like, all right, Horace and Pete sucked. It was kind of like post-comedy, weird, like, comedian making something who doesn't want to laugh anymore, so he just makes something super dry. That's Zach Galifianakis as a clown, right? Yeah, Is okay. That- so he goes, He I don't know, he wants to be, he's a rodeo clown or something, so he goes to, like, French clown school, and there isn't a single laugh in the entire show. I mean, some of you might like it. If you do, don't talk to me about it because I watched (laughs) one episode and that was fucking bad enough. All right. So you think that nine months is long enough. Well, see, the thing is, he was never convicted of a crime. Mm. And he would have been convicted of a crime if he... No, my point is this. If he was convicted of a crime, if this went to court... He would have gone away for longer than nine months, probably. Really? For sexually, for being a serial sexual harasser of women, yes. You think? Yes. See, now, okay. And is it is it that it's not long enough or just that he's back at all? I see your point, but, like, okay, it's, it, it, it isn't even that it's long enough. Like, to, to me, fucking nine months, whatever, if he spent the last nine months, like, making amends or being rehabilitated or doing fucking anything... Fine. Give the guy, you know, a chance to, like, come back and show that he's truly sorry for his actions. That's where I'm totally not okay with this because he didn't fucking do anything. All he did was disappear for nine months. And then he's like, well, enough time has passed. The people don't really even when the allegations dropped, he issued some like bullshit half apology where he was just like, no, he was like, I'm sorry. I did this. He was the first guy who admitted to doing it and apologized and said, I'm just going to take a step back and think about what I've done and think about what's going on now and whatever. But like he didn't he didn't do anything. He didn't. Well, what was he supposed to do? Oh, fucking like donate money to like, uh, you know, women's crisis center or like volunteer or like check yourself into fucking rehab and like go through a 12 step program for jacking off in front of women lower than you on the power pole. (laughs) (laughs) so your problem is that he wasn't publicly lamenting his own crime and i don't give a fuck about the amount of time the thing about prison also is that it's it's ostensibly at least here in canada where we don't have for profit prison systems it's about rehabilitation you you take people into the penal system uh, you 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 are simultaneously punishing them for their crimes but you're also uh, trying to empower them to overcome the behaviors that led to the crimes in the first place, and you're releasing them back into society uh, a rehabilitated citizen. But uh, in, in Louis C.K.'s case, like, all, all you're arguing is that 
time has passed. That's it. He didn't do anything. No, I'm saying he lost money as well in he didn't, lieu of like he didn't forfeit money. He had that taken away from him when people were like, "You were a shit bag." Yeah, he wasn't like he wasn't like, "Okay, I understand. I did this fucking awful thing of my own recognizance. I am going to like." pull this movie from the he didn't even the studio pulled the movie and louis ck was going to buy the rights to the movie back and distribute it himself uh which proves he didn't learn fuck all there was no punishment there he was going to buy the movie uh and distribute it until uh uh chloe uh what's her name de chanel chloe no that's zoe chloe uh uh she was in kick-ass uh chloe grace morenz oh yeah who was the star in the movie was like, she was like, no, I want this fucking thing to disappear. Like, I do not want Louis C.K. to dis- distribute it. Like, she invested as much work in that thing as he did. Well, maybe he invested more because he's the director. But um, she was basically like, yeah, like, he's still fucking making money. His There's, specials are yeah. still on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so the guy's still like, oh, OK, well, he definitely he had one movie pulled, but he's he's still making tons of money. He's still uh, what was the show? He, there was a show or a movie that he was involved with, and I think they basically he was executive producer on. Yeah. Um, and they essentially they scrubbed his name from from the credits, but I don't think they took away his like executive producer stake in the show, and he's was probably still making things? money on it. Better uh, things was he was a creator with his co-star, that girl from Louis, the series that went from 2010 to 2015. Not Lucky Louie, the one from 2006. Well, he was actually co-starred with her in Lucky Louie as well. Um, fuck, what's her name? Pamela Adlon. Oh, yeah, I know. He was co-creator with her. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? It could be. Okay. Yeah, because that looks like the only current movie besides Baskets. Like, I I, and don't, I was I was a big Louis C.K. fan before this news dropped, but I don't think... Um, I think people are justifiably outraged in this case because, yeah, like, fuck you. You don't just get to, like, if, if you victimize people all over your fucking industry for many, many years and then you finally get exposed for it, uh, you don't just get to, like, take a hiatus for nine months and then come back pretending like nothing happened. He allegedly even made a rape joke in the stand yeah, that he did it. Like, which that's like a bit too read far. the room, buddy. Like yeah. too that's that's too soon for sure. I think what it is is I just wanna relive two thousand and thirteen, I think, when Chewed Up came out. And I'd watched Chewed Up and it was like the funniest stand up comedian show I've ever seen at that point. Oh, it's so hard because I like his comedy so much because it's so funny. Like yesterday, I was just thinking about the tan car bit from his last show, stand up show, and I'm like, fuck, that's so funny. God, you're <laughs> such why a did piece you have of to, shit. Why did you have to jack off in front of all those women? Oh, you Lucy K. Okay. Say it ain't so. The problem is, like, he'll never be my favorite comedian again because of all this shit. And it just kind of shows how money hungry he is. Like, his whole appeal was like, hey, I'm kind of a fuck up just like you guys. But then you like kind of start realizing behind the scenes he's just like a guy who wants to make a whole bunch of money and probably 
was counting all the dollar signs he was missing while he took this nine months off. Yeah, like I think in, in Louis C.K.'s mind, he absolutely 100% believes that nine months is long enough. People have moved on to being pissed off about something else, which may or may not be true. Uh, and he he has earned the right to, to kind of get back into the scene. This was him testing the waters to see how people would react, and they did not react well. Yeah, I think if... It doesn't matter what we think. I think Louis C.K. is going back underground for probably at least another nine months. Because <laughs> I don't, like... Bring that baby to term, Louis. Yeah, you you Google his name, and it's all just, like, articles about he's making a mockery of Me Too. He hasn't rehabilitated. This isn't long enough, like you said. And I don't know. It's hard because on one hand... I want to be selfish and I just want like chewed up. Even 2017 was a return to form for him because it was still, it was fucking absolutely hilarious. Unlike what was the one before that? Yeah. Live at the comedy store. The one before that wasn't that funny, but 2017 was actually really funny. So it was like, Oh my God, Louis CK's back. He's back focusing on standup comedy. He's going to be funny again. And then this all comes out and you're like, now there's this huge chunk of enjoyment that I held dear in my life because like for like almost 10 years probably I think well, that is how entertainers get away with this shit for so long though because they they are they do contribute something yeah. meaningful enough to like their fan base and so a lot of people when shit like this happens they're willing to like weigh it and be like well he didn't jack off in front of me or anyone I know personally yeah. but I personally really enjoy his comedy. Yeah, because for two, our first, like, from about 2007 to 2015, when Horace and P came out, he was the funniest <laughs> man that I thought was alive. Okay, okay. What's more offensive to you? Louis C.K. jerking off uh, and preying on a bunch of female comedians or Horace and P? Horace and P. Oh, Jesus Christ, Dale. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. And see, <clears throat> there's, the problem is, like, I... If I'm going to unpack this, there's a part of me that's like all of his comedy was offensive and it kind of tiptoed around some like rape culture stuff that he joked about. And then you kind of the stuff comes out where he like jerked off in front of women and you got to ask yourself like I got to ask myself. I'm like, this was the funniest guy to me for seven years of my life. That's a huge chunk. And this was the funniest human being. Yeah, all the warning signs were there. Like his jokes were kind of misogynistic in parts. They were self-deprecating. And then this comes out and you're like, holy fuck. And you want to separate the man from the comedy because if you can't separate the two, then you have to look inside yourself and you're like, wait, is there a part of me probably that yes. would live in the same yes. sphere that would like 100% make women absolutely like I've never made women <clears throat> look at my genitals while I jerked off but I've streaked in front of women and they've seen my genitals like I wouldn't say they were scarred for life and they weren't below me in the power structure because I've never really <laughs> yeah, you've been, been anywhere <laughs> any type of middle management or anything where people didn't want to offend me to keep their jobs so it's like I guess one part is if I admit that this guy's a complete monster and I give up those 
three specials that he did that are arguably some of the funniest stand-up comedy ever produced. It was great stand-up comedy. That's like a big chunk of me just being fucking thrown in the garbage. There's like, like, I mean, I guess. Gotta let that chunk go, bud. I guess I could look at it as like learning a lesson and being like, not everything's as it is. You gotta like be able to reject what happened in the past. So you don't have to hold on to that baggage type of thing. And I don't know, like, I don't want to just fucking be this introspective about stand-up comedy. Stand-up <laughs> comedy is the whole point. Of yeah, stand-up, stand-up comedy? comedy is supposed to be your release where you're like, <laughs> life is shit. But if you laugh at it, it makes everything OK. Look, so I'm just moving on to Bill Burr. I'm yeah, until something happens there. Who knows? I mean, it's weird because he's like another redheaded comedian that went grew like came up in the Boston area and is offensive and is slightly misogynistic and is redheaded? Did I say redheaded? You already said redheaded. Did I going. say redheaded? You know who else okay. is a redheaded so a parallel comedian? Jump. Who? Carrot Top. Could Dude. get into him. Yeah, but Carrot Top was never funny. Can get into him. No, I can't. He, so prop comedy is not respectable. I fully believe that people can be re- rehabilitated. Yeah. I don't think anyone should be judged on one error or even a string of errors that they've made their entire life. Like Mm -hmm. I firmly, firmly believe that people have the capacity to change and uh, we, we should give people every opportunity to do so and like rise above their past mistakes. Yeah. Uh, Being a guy who was fucked up a lot and made a lot of shitty mistakes. That's something I'm like really hopeful about, but I don't, I don't see that like at some point Louis CK might like start doing the right thing for like, for the people he harmed or yeah. for the world as a whole and not yeah. just doing the right thing for Louis C.K. This and all I've seen over the past nine months is is Louis C.K. doing the right thing for Louis C.K. He doesn't give a fuck about his victims. Yeah. He doesn't care about uh, protecting women. He doesn't care about, you know, preventing future sexual harassment or sexual assault or sexual violence in the comedy scene. He cares about Louis C.K. getting back out there, making people laugh again. Uh, feeding his shit, not helping others. Yeah, I guess the end-all, be-all of this for me is when you think about Louis C.K. and you're like, is he sorry he did it or is he sorry he got caught? And Mm. to a further point, could he do it again? Or is he to a point in his life where he's essentially not that guy anymore? Like, he's not gonna lock the door and and force a woman to watch him jerk off not because he doesn't want to get caught doing it because he is over whatever kink or power move that was that he doesn't actually have the need to do that to women anymore and yeah i'd say i don't think he's at that point yet like there's there's let alone that there's no proof there's no self-remorse I don't know. It's just maybe it's just back to the whole me not wanting to admit that who was my favorite comedian is now dead because he just turned into a piece of shit. Maybe this is how old people felt about Bill Cosby. Like if you think about how like people that are like 60 right now who are watching Bill Cosby in like the 60s and 70s and are like, this is the funniest guy ever. And he's such a like a Good guy. Well, Bill Cosby is like a generational comedian. Like he yeah. he changed comedy. And it was like it was like Bill Cosby and Richard Pryor. Bill Cosby was clean. Richard Pryor was dirty. They were both 
equally hilarious and equally monumental, except for Bill Cosby was supposed to be the good guy and Richard Pryor was supposed to be the guy you listened to when you didn't care about the rules as much and being nice to everybody. Turns out Bill Cosby's the fucking villain. I mean, like Louis C.K.'s not as bad as Bill Cosby, obviously. And I'm not going to split hairs and say why he's not as bad. He's just objectively not as bad. He's not good. He's not the good guy. He's still a villain. Maybe that's the problem is... When as you're growing, I don't know. Like maybe I'm just holding on to nostalgia. Like, like I remember watching. Like one of my favorite memories from I think what was it like 2009 is just sitting in my room playing WoW and listening to Louis C.K. and that's forever tainted. Not because playing so much WoW made me a social pariah, but now because Louis C.K. is a dirtbag. It's hard. It was fascinating watching you talk your way through that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think we've we've all learned something. The real masturbating comedian in the room was the friends we made <laughs> along the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I, I'd say like Louis C.K. needs to like take a big step the fuck back. Maybe go like start doing even if they're just like hollow fucking gestures that like coordinated by a PR team. You know what he should do? He should set up the Louis C.K. Foundation or probably a different name because that'll sound terrible. That's like that is like not only like uh, sexual harassment awareness or something like a program like like you said, like he should actively try to stop the sexual harassment of female comedians. Yeah, do sensitivity sensitivity training for male comedians or I do mean, that's not really a good place in comedians because they're all pretty much dead inside and that's the vacuum where normal human feelings should be is where all the jokes get sucked in like a black hole (laughs) and if you fuck with that too much will they be as funny but like you said he does have to make amends with not only the people who he hurt but the people who saw the people get hurt and everything just fucking fucking do do anything other than just like Go away for a bit and be like, well, I've done my time. That's <laughs> like, true. That's, that's it. Everyone's forgotten now. Uh, all right. Do you want this Ariana Grande thing? Well, we got to talk about it because you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Did I? Well, you just mentioned it. You're like, we can't be like, hey, this Ariana Grande thing. There's not lo- really a lot to say. Uh, Aretha Franklin. Uh, funeral. Funeral. Uh, R-I-P-E-S-P-E-C-T. That, uh, had a hashtag, which I find offensive. So what was it? Aretha going home. What? Instead of like, you know, someone's coming home, they're going home. It's like her soul's going up to heaven. Aretha going home. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm making a face. It's um, cringeworthy at it's best. Not. It's like, yeah, really? Hashtag for a funeral? Also, the funeral was. Okay, so what happened was. I didn't watch any of it. Well, I didn't watch it either. But what happened was Aretha Franklin had a hit. What did she sing? Oh, yeah. And Ariana Grande sang You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, which is a very awkward song to sing at a funeral about a dead person. I don't know, like, because I always thought the You Make Me Feel but Like a Natural Woman was like she had really good sex and she was in love with the guy. And that's not really something you want to sing 
in a room full of people mourning one of their heroes and icons passing. Yeah, celebrity funerals are fucked up. So she sings a song and then she goes on stage and the pastor who was leading the funeral kind of hugs her and touches her boob, whether by accident or on purpose, we don't know. The internet says it was on purpose. He grabbed... uh, Yeah, he went to grab her side and there was like boob brush. She is... She is a lot shorter than him. He did kind of grab... I don't know. Whether it was on purpose or not, people zoomed in and took a picture. He also made fun of her name sounding like Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't... That name is fucking like inoffensive. That's like a grande... Yeah. If he would have said Starbucks, people wouldn't have given a fuck. But because he was like ethnic restaurant, people were like, oh, shit, that's racist. Wait, isn't saying Taco Bell is an ethnic restaurant? Like, also racist? Not really racist, but kind of like an insult? No, it's... it's, it's uh, If you intend ethnic as an insult, then we got we got well, some no, things no, no, to unpack I mean, there, buddy. What I mean is if you go to, say... A Mexican person, and you're like, "Oh, hey, I love Mexican food. I go to Taco Bell all the time." They'll be like, "What? That's not Mexican food." Are you telling me that's not authentic Mexican? Food? No. Do they not actually have cheesy, cheesy gordita crunches? Dude, do you know in what? Mexico? I when I was in college, we had a student from Mexico, and you know what he told me? He's like, "There's no burritos in Mexico. That's just something made up in America." Yeah, I think most it's of the like stuff is like chop suey, like Chinese food. It's Tex-Mex. Yeah, like Tex-Mex Ooh. is not. Mexican food. Yeah, it's Mexican food that was made in Texas. Ethnic. Pretty much. What? Anyway, he's clearly grabbing her titty. Look at yeah. that. That's so, not an accident. And his defense was... Look at his face. Look at this guy's face right there. Look at the guy's face right in that picture. Look at him. He's like, I'm grabbing Ariana Grande's titty right now. Yeah, that was a bad choice. Have you questioned... Yes. Have you ever hugged or touched a woman and not been acutely aware of what your hands were doing? Good point. No, I have never. Never, <laughs> you ever. Like, you touch a woman and you're either like, it's either intentional and you're like, I'm going for it. I'm, I'm feeling a vibe. Or you're like, or you're like, yeah, what do I do with my hands and how do I not okay. accidentally? Like, say that's you. Yeah. You reach around and you're like, hey, Ariana Grande. You're like, holy shit, I'm touching her titty. Yeah. Do you kind of try to move on past it and be like, I accidentally touched your titty. If I bring it up that I noticed I did, this is a fucking car crash. Or do you be like, whoa, I'm sorry. Okay. Here's the, th- the thing about this is that this is like nationally televised. This yeah. is live TV. So maybe on live TV, I'm just like, I'm going to leave it here and hope nobody notices and then apologize to her afterwards. But he I did don't apologize think, to her. Afterwards. I don't think in the moment, being on national TV yeah. at a respected singer's funeral, yeah. I would be like, whoa, today. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. See, that's the point. It's like, and his, def- and he said, he's like, sorry, I was nine hours into this funeral. Which, yeah, which what the fuck? fuck? Come on. Who this isn't has a nine hour funeral. This isn't a high priestess. Like she was, uh, God bless Aretha Franklin. Nothing but respect for the woman. But like, fuck, this isn't the royal wedding. Like yeah. just, Although, on the other hand, no. if I'm dead, I want people to suffer through nine hours of listening to shitty music just because that would make dead me laugh. Like, 
But yeah, like it's crazy. Nine hours to make a guy like try to be upbeat and lead like the funeral procession. I don't know why he had to touch Ariana Grande at all, to be honest. He could have made a shitty Taco Bell joke from across the stage. Well, she came up to the podium where he was standing. Even then. Why is the podium made of glass? Like, That's I my don't, other question. Like, it's not like a wood podium where you can't see the crotches. It's like glass so you can see through it. Like, also, why wouldn't he just put his hand around her shoulders, which is like you're not going to accidentally touch Titty on a shoulder grab. Shoulders are as point. safe as you can get, and it's just affectionate. He was going for the Titty. Do you think he did it on purpose? I, I, uh, Let's say you and me were the judges here. Do you think he did this on purpose? I am go I don't I don't know yes the man. No, I don't know anything about him. Snap judgment? Yeah. There's no such thing as an accidental titty grab. See, I think he just reached around by accident, realized it was there, didn't want to make a scene, but he's like, fuck, I just touched your tit. Okay, but here's when you're reaching around a person, you you go, if you're putting your arm around a person, you go shoulders, you go hips. You don't like it takes a very awkward you have to aim. There's this big fucking section in the middle. You have to aim for that. Derek, I have literally done this exact same thing. <laughs> oh, with Ariana lady. Grande? Not Ariana Grande. The worst part Do is, tell. I think it was, was like... Was it on live TV? Well, one, it's a side hug. Those are never nonchalant, and they are always awkward. And it wasn't on TV, and I hadn't been leading a funeral procession for nine hours, so I don't have as good of an excuse. But I just reached around. I was like, hey, good to see you. And I was like, holy fuck, sorry. And that's what I did. You weren't like, whoa, titty. No, <laughs> sorry I didn't about mean that. like he literally screams titty. I mean like he takes his hand off right away. He was like, oh, sorry. And then everybody was like, wait, why did he do that? And then they would see it. So maybe he was just like... No, I think he should have screamed titty. <laughs> spice, spice up that funeral yeah, a little bit. Maybe. Like Taco Bell. Yeah. I mean, she did just sing a very sexual song. Yeah. I think it would have been all right. It would have smoothed uh, over. And, you know, maybe he had a bet with his buddies, and they were like, hey, I bet you you can't poke Ariana Grande's titty on Do you want to hear... Okay, do you think Pete Davidson should get a free punch? What on the on the, isn't this guy like a bishop or something? I think he's like some minister or something. Ah. He still touches his girlfriend's titty. Mm. Does he get a free slap? He should no. He should get to touch the the pastor's wife's titty. Yeah. So that seems re- eye for an eye. Eye for an eye <laughs> solves everything. Titty, titty for a titty. Never escalate anything. <laughs> On a funnier note, <laughs> do you want to hear something involving Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande that'll make you laugh? Yes. Somebody tweeted that Pete Davidson had butthole eyes. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that. Wait. He's like, Pete Davidson has butthole eyes. And apparently, Ariana Grande was like, how dare you? He has an autoimmune deficiency disease, which I didn't know he had. But on the other hand, it's Pete Davidson. So he shouldn't be allowed to be offended because he's like. If Jesselneck is a 10 out of 10 for offensive, Pete Davidson is a 9 out of 10 for offensive comedy. Is like, he, have you seen his stand-up no, comedy? No, I didn't even know he did oh, stand-up. Oh, damn. Is it good? Oh, damn. Is he it's, actually funny? Oh, it's so funny. He's so offensive, so it's super funny. He hasn't done much stand-up comedy because he kind of, like, came up and then went straight into Saturday Night Live. But, um... 
there's a sh- there was a, he didn't have his own special, but David Tell had this show called The Comedy Underground with David Tell, and then he had stand up comedians on for like ten to fifteen minutes each, and uh, he was on that. And <laughs> let me tell ya, he was very blue. Get it? Like old people talk from way back. But I don't know, just the saying that he has butthole eyes made me laugh. Apparently that came from Barstool so Sports, which hard. is not, not surprising oh. me. They Barstool do occasionally sports. have some. They have one of the best sports podcasts in the entire universe. Uh, that will never stop. What was people. what was their big thing that they got in trouble for? Oh fuck! Like everything. They're like they're a bunch of like sh- sh- amateurish shitheads who are just fucking assholes about everything. But they we have, should defend them because that's us. Pardon, pardon my take is is an excellent podcast. Yeah. Uh, with two guys that seem relatively decent. So, but they're just like generally like misogynistic and mm. shitty towards everyone. We are at least. Uh, we know when to virtue signal uh, because I'm still pretty sure that like 90% of our listenership is women. I thought that was just because we were so handsome. It's a podcast. Handsome voiced? <laughs> that works. Look look at this picture, by the way. She's looking down at the titty Ooh. grab. That's pretty incriminating. Ah, that is damning evidence right there. That's, uh... All right. Everything, Yeah. Oh, growing she, up in the church, I know the area. Oh, here we go. It's an indictment of all church ministers copping fields wherever they could, which, looking at the long and storied history of the church. Eh? This is why we shouldn't allow religion in modern society. I thought you were going to say this is why we shouldn't allow research on this podcast. No, because. I wasn't. <laughs> no, uh, there's no business for this. Like. Many church girls like me knew that moment we've experienced from pastors, deacons, and older men who, under the guise of complimenting, have inappropriately commented on how nice we looked on Sunday. Yeah, whatever. It's, uh, later, how well we were growing into womanhood, our girlhood in church, uh, and lingering touches we never requested. Wait. Lingering touches we never requested. Who's like, hey, can you lingering touch me, please? Uh, hey, do you want to give me some elbow boob? This is a good point, like though. That. This is like pastors. Uh, oh yeah, dude, pastors are total creeps. They don't. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to generalize. I'm sure there's some great pastors out there who aren't. Oh, I'll creeps. generalize. They're creeps. I I say that as uh, my former step father in law in law common law former step or former step common law whatever father. pastor great guy fucking salt of the earth. Nicest dude. Sure, he's never accidentally touched a titty. And if he did, it was a legit accident. What if he was like, whoa, titty! <laughs> dude, if he just screamed titty, that would be like the high point of my entire life. You're like, I wish Hearing we were so far in the Pastor future Jim that I could titty. record and watch back memories because this deserves that. <laughs> what movie is that? Total what? Recall. Yeah. All right. Anyway. That would be amazing. Mailbag sucked, uh, so nothing there. I don't want to, maybe, I just want to kind of... You want to wrap, wrap up this Maybe we thing? came out too hard against Mailbag last week. Maybe people... Oh, should we be encouraging people? Yeah. All right. Hey. Uh, to her credit, Jen Temple did send in the Ariana Grande titty-touching thing. Uh, Katie had an interesting comment here. I saw this conversation with two people who met on Tinder or something, but he decided he was uncomfortable dating the girl because she had skin cancer and he was super scared he'd catch it. Is idiocy what? a demon? <laughs> oh, I quickly want to. 
I quickly want to touch on it because since we talk about outrage and fighting on the internet, there's kind of like that mini war that goes on every time a season changes where people are holding on to the old season and people are moving on to the next season. And I'm bringing this up because me and Derek already came out as fucking full throttle pumpkin spice lovers. And there are people on the internet who are like, summer's not over till September 22nd. Keep all Those your people are leaves fucking nerds. and autumn-loving I'm going to complain that the Halloween decorations are in the stores. And then after Halloween, I'm going to complain that the Christmas decorations are in the stores. And I'm also going to complain about the Black Friday advertisements. And I'm going to complain about everything because I'm a fucking joyless fucker. Nothing is good in my life. I just have to say this. The best time of the year is when you go from skeletons, pumpkins, and cats, and you get all that goodness, and you're like, yeah, I love candy, yeah, I love skeletons, yeah, I love creepy stories, maybe I got a little too creeped out on Halloween, maybe I'm scared now, and then they're like, oh, wait, Dale, it's hot chocolate, the color red velour, and an old man sitting in, okay, maybe the old man's creepy, (laughs) but it's like, you go straight from being creeped out to the comfort stage To also being creeped out. Which is... The best one-two punch of any season ever. To be creeped out again. You never get that kind of like back-to-back season. What is there, like spring to summer? Like, hey, everything's muddy. Hey, now you're sweaty. But yeah, like. Hey. Yeah. I've got a great idea for a couple's Halloween costume this year. What? Santa Uh, Claus? Ariana Grande and titty-grabbing pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Book it. How about each person is one of Pete Davidson's (laughs) butthole eyes? (laughs) And the costume's super easy. You just pull your pants down and be like, look, I'm Pete Davidson's eye. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got. I do love the transition from like, yeah, fuck it. Like, yeah. you get the ha- the discount Halloween candy the next day and oh, then boom, yeah. you're in fucking Christmas mode. Yeah. And, and then the like, Christmas candy's out. Oh, my God. And then you go into the Christmas store. You're like, oh, fuck. I forgot how much I love big comfy sweaters and snow. And what the fucking, fuck is the Christmas yeah, store? Dude, there's like. Where where was that? Oh, I think it's Canmore. There's like it's just called. Oh, in Can- oh, let's go to Canmore and visit there, the Christmas. Well, they have store. temporary Christmas. You dumb stores. idiot! Pretty much every mall no will get like in like no the end of October. There'll be like the Christmas store where you could go buy all your Christmas shit. I don't know. I fucking love Christmas. I'm a I'm a I'm a huge Christmas stan. I I'm think it all stems it. from getting free shit, overeating, comfort foods. And red velour. Snow? I kind of like the snow. Yeah. I enjoy snow. I miss the snow. Although, two years ago when we had like two months of snow, that was a bit much. That was, no, that was fucking great, man. It was burgeoning on the rest of Canada. It was fantastic. But like, regular Vancouver one inch isn't enough snow. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. One inch is not enough for Dale. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in to episode 59 of Outrage Factory. I have been your host, Derek Bolin. You can tweet me on the Twitter machine at Herder. And I'm Dale DeRuder. You could tweet me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. You can find me on Instagram and get me to 900 followers at Deke with three E's. You can find me at DaleBot and you can get me to 289 followers. (laughs) Uh, Then we'll see who's popular, (laughs) Derek Bolin. Uh, Tweet us at Average Fact Pod. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Give us money on Patreon and don't complain about it like Julie did. And if you, yeah, I think she actually <laughs> legitimately unsubscribed. No, really? Her. I don't know. I haven't checked. We'll see. Okay. Uh, if you like the podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends, post it on your social media, or leave us a review. 
in the old podcast store. You know what else you could do with our podcast? I've noticed this thing where people play music on portable speakers out in public like they live in their own little world and people don't deserve to not listen to their shitty music. What you should do to fight this is listen to our podcast on portable speakers so everybody can hear us. If it's uh, even if you have a uh, uh, smart speaker at home, it can be as simple as saying, hey, Google, play Outrage Factory. You're All right. Oh, it's a Spotify playlist. That's not right. Okay, Google, stop. Well, that's quite as shit. But but you can do that. Oh. I've done it before. Way to bring up that we have the Spotify playlist. We have a Spotify playlist of the songs featured in the episodes. Oh, yeah, Dale put it together. I don't, I'm a couple I'll, episodes. I'll link, it, I'll link it in the show notes. I'm a couple episodes behind because I'm the curator, but I'll try to update it. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think. That it? Do we get everything? Have we sufficiently embarrassed ourselves enough? Oh, never. Were we too silly? That's not a thing. We should. Should we do late night posts? I like late night ones, but that's just because I like being silly and saying shit I regret. As you definitely going to be some of those from, from here, Louis my C.K. Defender. My entire life. Yeah. God, he was so funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Until next week. Stay angry.